Owens, it's your host, Julie B, and this is This Hive Howls, where I attempt to break social stigmas about parenting and mental health by revealing some of my most personal stories, as well as sharing the stories of other parents who feel they don't have a voice or a space to speak out about their struggles. So sit back and relax or tie up your walking shoes, and let's get into this week's episode. So the question that everybody's probably wondering, why did I decide to start a podcast? And honestly, I ask myself that question sometimes too. Why did I add one more thing to my to-do list? Well, I like listening to podcasts. I love to talk. I love to share. Some would say I overshare, but hey, there's nothing wrong with oversharing. I don't think so anyway. If we don't overshare, how are we supposed to learn and understand and get to know our friends how are we supposed to better our relationships and our friendships I think that's just fundamental in humans is that we communicate um I write a blog and most of the things that I'll be talking about here will be on my blog I like to write things down and kind of organize my thoughts that way but I I've found myself more often than not since I'm a mom of a new baby unable to sit down and type or write away. Um, Even though I have the app on my phone and I sometimes try to type away or use uh, speech to text to try and write my blog posts, I was like, well, if I'm using speech to text, it's basically podcasting anyway? Question mark? You know, does that make sense? And I'm really inspired by a lot of other podcasters. I know that there's a big market of mom and parenting and mental health podcasts out there, some super popular ones that I love to listen to on the regular. Um, but I just feel like, you know, there's room for another voice, there's room for another perspective. And I want to be able to bring that to people. I'm a creative person, I think by nature. I love to write and I love my blog. But I wanted another outlet to feel creative. And this is a way for me to do that. I think, um, you know, talking about my experience, but then getting down to the nitty gritty of editing podcast episodes and creating artwork and creating media around it. I love that stuff anyway. So this isn't too far of a leap, I think, for me. Um, on, on the note of being a creative, I'm also an interior designer. Um, I went to school for that after I quit teaching. And I was also a teacher for several years. I taught all age groups from kindergarten, actually pre-K, uh, four-year-olds, three and a half and four-year-olds, all the way up to uh, grade 11 here that we have in uh, in Quebec. Um, so some students would be about 16, 17, 18, 18 probably the oldest. And I've, I've just seen a lot. So being an educator, you're creative in that sense in the classroom. And then I loved to write, so I was creative then. I was also a theater geek, so that's another creative avenue. And I not that I need more on my to-do list or my plate with a new baby and a toddler and a house that I'm in the midst of, you know, slowly renovating and decorating. Um, I think this just gives me another purpose and it feels, it feels right. It feels really good to be here. So if you enjoy being here, great. And I, I'd love to have you. I'm currently on maternity leave with my second baby and I really wanted to be consistent this year with um, with blogging 
and kind of writing out things that I'm experiencing as a mom of two and the world around us and living through, you know, the pandemic. Oh gosh, which is still kind of going on. And I feel that I have my own personal experience that I want to share. And after experiencing kind of this loneliness with raising my first kid through the pandemic. So he was born six months prior. So he was still a baby. Like he was a six month old when everything shut down. Um, and we moved houses and then, you know, you enter a new community and you're completely alone and you can't meet anybody because, well, the world is closed. So I felt this isolation and I didn't feel like there was an outlet to speak out about it. And I just really wished that I had had somebody, I guess, kind of like me who was speaking about their struggles and incorporating, for me personally anyway, it's it's my struggle with being a parent and battling my mental health issues and kind of breaking cycles from the way parenting used to be um, to the way I would like it to be within my own family. And I guess if I can be kind of a voice for people or for moms or for dads or parents in general who feel like they didn't have a voice or who don't have a space to speak out or who don't have somebody to listen to them, then that's really my goal here. I don't necessarily have like PhD qualifications to give you parenting tips or how to, you know, take care of yourself. It's more lived experience and I've lived through quite a bit in my 30 years. If if I were to write a list of traumatic events, I uh, think I'd run out of space on one sheet of paper. So through my experience with my own personal traumas and witnessing traumas through people, um, having been a teacher from, you know, ages of four years old students up to, you know, 18 year old students, I've witnessed and observed a lot of of behaviors in people. And I've also worked with special education students as well. I know that through my training to become a teacher, we did a lot of psychology and understanding of the the growth and development of learning and education in kids. And so I felt ready to be a parent. Like I felt completely comfortable with changing diapers and you know, bathing a baby and holding them and taking care of them. And then in terms of their development and education, I also kind of knew what I wanted to do, how I wanted to model things, um, how I would like to raise my own kids. And then you jump into being a mom or a parent and you're like, whoa, okay, there's a whole other side of this that nobody talked about. And that's not fair. And why is nobody talking about this? And where are the voices that we can lean on? And they just weren't there. So I hope that I can be like that for somebody else. So this kind of came about after I entered into motherhood. And what did that really look like for me? Well, um, I think I was prepared to be a mom in the beginning. I know naively I thought, hey, I've got this in the bag. I was a teacher, an educator. I've worked with young kids. Um, You know, I'm an auntie. At the time, I was an auntie to four beautiful kids on my side of the family and on my husband's side of the family. I think my 
daughter now, which is my second kid, is the 12th grandchild. So there's a lot of kids involved in our lives. And I felt like I always knew once I met my husband that I wanted to have kids. So being prepared to raise children didn't seem daunting to me. And it wasn't until like, oh, there's a baby in my arms and oh, it won't stop screaming. And what am I supposed to do that the doubt started to set in? So, you know, like everything was just new to us because we had just gotten married and then got pregnant right away. That was the plan. Like within a month I was pregnant. I didn't think we were going to, you know, conceive that quickly, but we did. We're very fortunate to have been able to, to have our son that, that early on. And it changed a lot within our relationship and it changed a lot within me. And that's why I want to explore topics like identity and postpartum depression and needing a village because you know, everything kind of hits you at once. All of a sudden you're like, whoa, life has changed big time. And so entering into motherhood for me felt like not just a new season of life. It was a complete identity and almost selfhood change and one that I was ready for at the time. And now looking back, you know, I think I was ready for, but I could have used another year's worth of therapy maybe <laughs> but it's great because I'm I'm doing the therapy now I'm doing the self-work now I'm reparenting you know the little inner child so going through that process actually going through the reparenting of myself while I have my second you know who's two months old basically a newborn that is an eye-opening experience I think that motherhood changed me for the better. I'm way more protective, which you know sounds bizarre for me to say out loud because I've always kind of been stubborn headed. Like you would you would almost assume I was a Taurus, but I'm not. I'm a Pisces. I'm just very stubborn and it's like, no, my way or the highway, get on the bus or get off, you know? And I think I've always been seen as confrontational that way. Um I was told I was bossy and over chatty and I need to let things go. But like, I just can't. I don't know if it's in my nature to let things go. And my therapist was like, you're a massive sponge. Stop absorbing everything in the world. Stop absorbing everybody else's stuff because you're a mom now and you're you're overwhelmed as it is raising a family, having these kids you know, working on my relationship after kids, which is a whole other thing. It's a topic we will get into. But she says, you're so busy doing all of this stuff. Stop absorbing it. And she said, you just need to make like a duck. I looked at her like, what do you mean make like a duck? And she's like, well, ducks can spend all day in the water and they're waterproof and the water will just trickle right off of them. So every time something pops up, and you think you need to absorb it, uh-uh, think to yourself, make like a duck, Julie, just make like a duck and let it roll right off you. And I laughed and for, you know, for an instant, you're kind of like, this is silly, but it has worked and it's it's something that you, you work on. And I think as a mom, especially a young mom in today's society, I just have to do that. There's a lot that bothers me and gets under my skin and I have to make like a duck However, there's such a lack of resources and a lack of, of vocalization over the hardships of motherhood that this is really why I want to vocalize this part of my life. It's kind of, it's not getting it down on paper, doesn't feel like it's enough. 
getting it out into the world at a bigger platform feels right to me. And I'm I'm in this, you know, new fall season and transitional season where things are slowly dying, you know, the earth is going into hibernation mode and and here I feel like I'm finally blooming, <laughs> so to speak. I don't want to use the term rebirth, but I I I feel really great in the position that I'm in after having my son and then my daughter three years later, I I feel like I'm fitting into my mom's shoes a lot better, which has helped my mental health immensely. Obviously, therapy is a huge contributing factor to that. But in terms of topics around mental health for this podcast, I know that I've always struggled with anxiety and to the point where it's been crippling to the point where it's it's I'd wake up in the morning get ready for work and I'd I'd throw up I was you know sorry for the content but I was vomiting every morning from anxiety I couldn't eat I was living off of coffee and like granola bars just to get me through the day and at that period in my life um you know there was other things that I was doing that I was living off of and it's like you cannot live off of you cannot live off of coffee and granola bars and cigarettes. You just can't. And it, you know, it cripples your, not only your physical health, but your mental health. And I was so sick and so stuck that I knew something had to change. And so I made those changes and here we are. And I, I'd like to incorporate, talk more about the importance of keeping your mind stable, keeping your heart at ease and keeping, you know, the soul, I guess, of yourself at peace. And there are days where it fluctuates. Obviously, things go up and down. That's life. You know, we experience the beauty of life, which comes with its hardships. But to be able to recognize when you're hitting sort of a wall or a a block or for me it's like my super bad days of self-doubt and self-deprecating talk in my brain it's like no no I'm putting in the work I'm doing the work it's gonna be okay we're gonna get through this day and that's been huge for me because all of a sudden when you become a mom and you've dealt with negative self-talk your whole life you have no self-worth, you have no value, you don't feel like you matter. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh gosh, I have little humans that depend on me. You know, before this little human, it was just my partner and myself. And obviously I love my partner, I love my husband, but it's like if something happens to me, I know he'll be okay. But if something happens to me now, what the hell happens to my kids? And that, that could be really heavy on people struggling with mental health, especially depression, especially mothers with postpartum depression. We know the statistics when it comes with when it comes to this and 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 you know the struggle. I don't want to name it, but I think we all know what I'm talking about. And there's a lot of guilt there that's like, I'm struggling so badly. I have no voice to speak out. I don't know who to turn to. And I feel so guilty having these thoughts in my head, but there's nothing else I know what to do. And then the guilt is just like, well, you're even more of a failure because why would you think those things? Why is your brain turning to worst case scenario? Why is your, why are your thoughts 
telling you that you're not good enough and you shouldn't be here, but you know full well, you know 100% you have to be here. And so then you struggle. And for those who fight through it without help being like, well, I have to be here. I'm just going to suffer in silence myself. It only makes it worse. It only makes your whole life worse because suffering in silence never helped anybody. And I'm sorry to anybody who feels like they are suffering in silence or who has suffered in silence. You don't need to. You really don't need to. So I want to get out of this little dark hole of of chat, but really it's incorporating the importance of loving yourself, feeling comfortable within yourself and constantly rebuilding who you are from your traumas so you can be the best version of you. And once you're the best version of you, which, you know, will struggle every day and will have hard times, then you can be the best version of mom and you can be the best version of friend and you can be the best version of sister or aunt or cousin or spouse. And and that's really kind of the goal with life, you know, is to to, to enjoy the time that we have, to try not to dwell on the bad stuff, but to know that it comes and it happens and we can't really control that it comes and it happens, but we can control what we do with it. We can control how we respond to it and how it affects us and what we do with how it affected us. And so I guess that's what I'm trying to do here is I, I've lived a lot in 30 years, (laughs) which, you know, these stories will come out, you know, like, like, ghosts in the walls of a haunted house they will come out through this podcast and um through through the topics I want to talk about and I know that it's going to be cathartic for me and I just hope that it becomes cathartic for you as well I think my goal here is to open up a space for my listeners to feel comfortable expressing their own feelings and emotions around their mental health struggles and their parenting journeys within their own communities and circles. And hopefully I can create a community here where if you don't have that community or circle or village, then hey, you're welcome to join mine because the door is always open and I will always have fresh baked cookies because I make triple batches and then freeze them. (laughs) So if you want some cookies, come on in. And uh, my tea stash is always stocked and we always have coffee. I guess in essence, what I want to be able to do is create a community um, for people who don't feel seen or don't feel heard or who feel like they may be drowning a little bit or barely treading water in this whole parenting business um, where they feel comfortable sharing or they feel like, oh, somebody hears me, somebody understands my inner thoughts and this community eventually can grow and um, maybe, you know, it'll become bigger than, than just myself. I would love to be able to have guests on the podcast and, and incorporate professionals and share motherhood stories with other moms or dadhood stories with dads and, uh, and see where this takes me. 
I hope you come along and join me in this journey. It's going to be a huge learning curve when it comes to, you know, audio and editing. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with it so far. uh, And I hope to get an episode out every week, um, which sounds ambitious because there's so much to talk about. But I think I have enough topics to cover me until at least the Christmas holiday. Uh, I'm, I'm just learning how to get this podcasting voice out It is very bizarre speaking into the nothingness and then having to listen to yourself on repeat over and over and over and over and over again as you're trying to edit out these audio clips. So I'm going to get used to that because I never liked the way I sounded on camera. Um, But I also never liked the way I looked on camera. So this is why it's a podcast and not a YouTube (laughs) video, which thinking about it now, knowing all my favorite podcasters, they all do video podcasting and it's like oh is that my is that my future if we make it to the six month mark (laughs) if we make it that far that's a lot of episodes for an episode a week at the six month mark but um if you know any moms who you think could have a listen in and could use you know not a shoulder to cry on but definitely um a space in which they feel like their internal mind thoughts are being heard and validated then please 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 share um if you're listening whichever through whichever platform you're listening please rate and review i know it's really early on listen to the next podcasts subscribe and uh there's a few more uploaded i hope um i hope they bring you a little a little peace and a little a little happy happy joy joy (laughs) into your day If you've liked what you've heard today, don't forget to subscribe and follow. Also, head on over to my blog page and give me a follow there. And for more silly and serious mom content and life updates, spot me on Instagram at this.hive. All the links are in the episode description. Till next time.